It's very difficult for Manchester United to stop that. What do you want them to do? Come out and deny every single link. With 22 links to different players on one day last week alone. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Big breaking news today. Brian Cody stepped down as manager of the Kilkenny Senior Hurlers after almost 24 years. A statement from the Kilkenny County Board saying that he was appointed in November 1998. He's led the Kilkenny team to unprecedented provincial and national success. He's regarded as the greatest manager in history of hurling. As a manager, the teams have won 11 All-Ireland Hurling Championships, including a record equaling four in a row between 2006 and 2009. 18 Leinster Championships, 10 National Hurling League titles, seven Walsh Cup titles and a Rockdust Tournament title in achieving all of the success. Brian has created an unbreakable spirit among the players and teams which has come to define Kilkenny Hurley and on behalf of Kilkenny people everywhere Kilkenny County Board extends sincere gratitude to Brian for his lifetime of contribution to the county and his commitment to the passion he brought as a player and a manager working tirelessly with a single aim to do what was best for Kilkenny Hurling the board will also like to acknowledge the bond Brian helped create between team management players county board clubs and supporters clubs as all worked seamlessly together in preparing our teams while organising and promoting our games we are aware of the huge debt we owe Brian for the wonderful successes and occasions we've enjoyed as we watch the teams he created play and succeed wherever and whenever our games are discussed in the future Brian Cody's achievements will be the benchmark managers will be measured by we wish Brian all the best in the future a few texts in here from our listeners on 53106 uh, Cody won three and four years four and four years and four and five years some achievement any chance Brian would maybe consider a move to Mayo even for three years small ball for a big ball a new challenge well fair play to you for your um, request <laughs> might be a difficult one though and another one here uh, in my travels around the country talk inevitably falls to hurling when people ask where I'm from which is Kilkenny I've literally lost count of the amount of people who've told me of Brian Cody travelling to their club to give medal presentations and refusing any expenses for his time the latest one was earlier this year when I went away for a weekend to an East Galway hotel with my husband the barman told me Brian stayed in the hotel paid for it himself along with the sporting achievements that makes me proud he wasn't perfect Barry Kelly comments Henry Handshake etc but she Show me the human being who is. Thanks for everything, Brian. Lovely text in there on 53106. We're joined on the line uh, by Brian Hogan, the 2011 All-Ireland winning captain with Kilkenny. Brian, how are you? Good, John. Good. End of an era, Brian, on our side, not only for the county, but for Irish sport. Yeah. Um, he's been one of the mainstays over the last two decades in, in GA and in sport in general, I suppose, in Ireland. Um, where I suppose we're all just processing it here in Kilkenny really at the moment um, you know the last couple of years there was I suppose idle talk and rumours uh, it's a bit like a player when he crosses the 30 year old threshold as I was saying earlier it, talk begins the retirement and you know I think it was the same with Brian and um, it was all just gossip I suppose but yeah not today today it finally happened he's, he's you know he's stepping away What was it like playing for him Brian? Um, it was um, inspirational, I suppose, in, in a lot of respects. I mean, you know, I'd be, I'd be lying if I, if I said I didn't take a huge amount, learn a huge amount from him um, in terms of the way he went about his business. Um, you know, his his imprint is all over the teams that he's managed, and uh, you know, saying like the, the teams are a reflection of the management, and I think that's definitely true with Brian. You know, in terms of the, the teams I played on and. You know, there's a number of lads obviously have gone into management now, and I'm sure they've taken taken elements of Brian Brian's style with them. Um, albeit, I'm sure they put their own twist on it. But um, yeah, look, he, look, he was he was a he was an inspirational figure in a lot of ways. I think he's a, he's a, a lot of uh, 
a lot of strings. He's a, like everyone, I suppose he's a complicated character and I uh, wouldn't proclaim to know him <laughs> usually well in a, in a personal capacity, but within the decade I was hurling with him, um, he was a, he's a ferocious competitor, um, incredibly driven, um, and he's a, a huge ability to motivate players and make players believe that they're they're, you know, they're, I often I would say that you know he'd make you feel an extra foot taller than what you actually are going out on the pitch. Um, so yeah, look, uh, massive um, presence within Kenny GA and GA in general over the last twenty four years. You know, and uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be strange next next year, first game National League, going out and, and, and looking at the sideline, and not seeing the guy with the peak hat, or <laughs> the, the main the main guy with the peak hat standing on the sideline. What was it like when you came into the panel? About 2004, was it, Brian, when you came in? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Um, I, I came in 2004, I suppose we were on the back of um, uh, two All-Ireland, uh, Ireland champions, um, you know, two and all three, uh, several right? and, and I went in just straight into the team and uh, thought everything, this is, this, is, this, is, this is gravy, this is the way things happen. Um, and then Wexford caught us in, in the Leicester semi-final and it took me two years to get back into the team, back, you know, um, or two and a half years to get back into the team. And uh, yeah, look, it was, it was definitely, I suppose you go in, like any young player going into that setup, you're going in and you're kind of, you're taking it all in, you're kind of looking at idols of yours, like DJ Carey sitting across from you, and then obviously Brian in the presence that he is and, and trying to, uh, I suppose, figure out what, what it is he, he's looking for. Um, and you mentioned there, in, in, you, you read out the, the um, press yeah. release and, the county board and one of the words that stood out was the spirit and something he's referenced on numerous occasions and over the years and, and, and that's something that he would have very much made a point of, of, of uh, you know saying to players when they came in is that his goal when he came in in 90 in 98 was, was to uh, make a spirit that could be broken you know and I suppose in business parallels that it's effectively a culture you know um, and he would have there would have been certain indicators he would have looked at to make sure that culture was 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 correct and you know that's no easy thing to do um but he he did that and uh was ruthless about protecting that culture and that spirit and making sure that if no one kind of or nothing disrupted it so when you're out in the cold for a couple of years did you have much communication with brian or anybody do you feel like there was a chance if you hurl well for a lachlan gales to come back in um on a communication side, I wouldn't say there was a there was a, there was a huge chance of communication between between myself and Brian. Um, uh, to be fair, I suppose Martin Fogarty was in it, was there at the time. Martin was a good guy. He would have managed a number of the lads under twenty one um, as well. So we've had a, kind of a different kind of relationship there. But no, it, it was very much figured out for yourself. Um, you know, um, you're there, and during that time, I suppose I would have hit. You know, one of the, probably some of the lowest points um, in my time with Kenny, and, and you kind of have to just figure it out for yourself. You know, he's clear. Look, I, mean, what, what, I suppose what you do know under Brian is that if you get yourself right, you get your performance to where it needs to be. You have a great chance of of getting breaking to the team. And I fall on both sides of that sword. You know, and uh, you know, and you know, seven. He was like, yeah, you're in, and you know, and. and yeah, everyone was clear in terms of what the expectations were, what the requirements were, but there was there wouldn't have been too many occasions now where there was a say an arm around the shoulder and an explanation about what needs to be done. You know, there would have been certain times maybe where you would have indicated what you know you needed to do. Then it was up to you to kind of understand what he was saying and and, and bring that to the field. 
and then you did that in the four in a row you won the four in a row in 09 and you were part of that and uh, that about being uh, 10 feet tall like, did you feel like uh, even in those tight moments against Tipperary in that game when they maybe did more of the hurling that there was something in the Kilkenny DNA that Brian instills that made you win that match and win, win these close games yeah I mean I suppose maybe maybe a bit of that kind of you know not not I suppose, there's, I suppose there's a balance really in terms of how we manage players and, and, and putting the responsibility back on the players to to, to, to figure things out for themselves and to come through, you know, um, challenges builds a lot of resilience, you know, and a lot of belief, self-belief and, uh, you know, the, the, the type of players that he would have looked for, you know, a lot of similar mindsets and, you know, he he certainly would have had players, you know, had the tips that had everyone kind of well prepared, mentally very tuned in and, you know, massively motivated, you know, but then he would have thought, so, you know, you don't last as long as he'd last as a, in a managerial capacity. Without understanding, I suppose how to when to hand over the reins to the players. I mean, you know, it gets very old very quickly. If it's the one person standing up in the dressing room, the one voice the whole time, um, and that was the skill I suppose that mightn't have been, you know, appreciated outside of the camp. You know, where he had that kind of leadership group and understanding and allowing players to the freedom to make those decisions on the pitch if they feel it needs to be made. You know, don't be looking over to the sideline. Do it if it needs to be done. Um, and yeah, look I, I, again. I, you know those matches, and you know I'm, I'm sure Limerick. You know this year, obviously coming out the right side, the two points. If those tight matches are the ones you, you enjoy the most, and um, the environment you created, really, you know, obviously is well documented. The training, etc. They were the best preparation for. You know, when you're in that situation in Crow Park with five minutes to go, and you're trying to hold on, or you see it match out, and you've you've, you've done it. You know, in in training. In, you know, high intensity and supposed to create that environment so the players were I suppose prepared for it really Is there much said in front of the group uh, Brian was there much said at half time was there much said after games when you'd won all Ireland's was it or is it just that kind of silence and the words chosen carefully from Brian and Just different occasions I can, remember, I can think of different occasions during during my career where he would have um, maybe taken taken hold of things um, you know the, the perception that he maybe would have been standing in the dressing room before a match or a half time reading the riot act is actually quite far from the truth. Um I remember one occasion where he did uh, he did take hold of the situation down in Turles, and uh, we were playing Limerick in a quarter final. That was one of very few occasions where he, he said he was going to speak and no one else and, and but other than that it was very much over to the players. He would have tended to have done his talking on a Friday night um before the championship matches in Owen Park and, and you know, he'd say obviously he'd say a couple of words in the dressing room, and then it would be handed over to the kind of the, the players, the senior players in the, in the warm-up room before you go out and go park. Then those guys would drive it on. Um, you know, but there, there were, there were, look, he, he, he had he definitely had a, a, a great ability to, to, to say the right thing. You know, I mean, remember we drew with Galway in 2012, and you know there was a, that injury time free um, to level the match, and we came in, and there was a kind of this, you know, the, the, the whole. Rigmarole that goes with in Ireland in terms of getting time off, the banquets, all the tickets, the, every, everything that goes with it. And there was a kind of a huge sense of anti climax and, you know, um, disappointment, even though we drew the match, you know, in the dressing room. And he called us into the warm up area um, once everyone was showered and dressed and everything and uh, just pointed out that, you know, uh, players play all their career and never get the opportunity to play in an Ireland final. You're, you're living out your childhood dream and you're now getting the opportunity to play the biggest game 
uh, of the calendar year twice in three weeks. And I just remember the whole mood in the dressing room completely flipping. Um, I remember leaving, walking out the door to get on the bus and everyone was buzzing. You know, everyone couldn't wait to get into training on the, uh, on the Tuesday night. So things like that, I suppose, where, you know, just the psychology just switched completely, you know, from feeling sorry for yourself to almost, you know, buzzing to, at the fact you're going to get another crack at not earn final in three weeks. So things like that, you know, but um, yeah, look, he was, he was, as I said to you, 24 years is a long time. You know, he's, he's had several different teams um, through his hands, you know, and um, generations of players, if you like. And uh, I think, you know, a bit like Alex Ferguson, I know I'm sure the, the parallels will be drawn, but you can't see it. Once your pony doesn't work, you know, you, he's, you kind of have to have, have to be able to evolve and adapt as well, you know. Yeah, and you would have seen both sides of that, Brian, and the fact that it was all about Kilkenny. There was no sentiment in 2011. You're the captain of the All-Ireland winning team in 2014. You didn't play in the replay. You know, it's just, did you understand that was part of the bargain? Yeah. <laughs> As I said, yeah, um, I fell on both sides of the sword. And, um, you know, it's you, you knew, you knew the, the situation. You knew um, the way things were, you know, where, what the bar was. It didn't matter. I mean, I, had a, I was struggling coming into the, the, the first game. I had in... Um, issue with my back and uh, you know I got thankfully got right the week before got in but I mean ultimately performance in the, in the first half you know I was disappointed with myself but you know Brian Brian is, is as you said you know he's not there to make with the set of belt he's not there to make friends he's there to to drive the ship and make the right decisions for the for the sake of the team there was no sentiment came into it um, you know and he made the hard call and as is I suppose the case so often he was proven right, you know, um, with his selections, you know, Joyce, he started that, uh, the replays that are back and obviously, you know, there's numerous other examples of that. I suppose Walter um, being the best example in 2012, you know, where he was selected out kind of in some ways out of the blue, but really he would have been lighting it up and training for us and we could see it happening. Um, so no, look, it works both sides. You, you, you benefit from it sometimes and then you, you fall on the, the the other side of the of, of the uh, of the line, and, and on other occasions. Yeah, you're a Lachlan Gales uh, man, uh, Brian, and you see players in your club like Hugh Lawler, Paddy Deegan, Mikey Butler. They've been learning from Brian. I suppose that is a revolving door of elite sport. These are the new guys. Yeah, yeah. As I said to you, Brian is. You know, I I don't know how many generations now. You know, the, the guys, Mikey would have been water boy when I was hurling yeah. for. Um, or uh, Lachlan's and then Deke Kenny obviously well documented but you know he would have been you know a chap when I was there and uh, a great chap and you know so a different generation you know and um, a different generation to say when Brian came in and was managing Willie O'Connor and Andy Comfort and Philly Larkin you know we were a different generation to that so to, to still be able to um, connect with these guys and to motivate them and understand you know is it, it, a skill in itself and Look, you know, this year I think there's eight of the guys will have experienced the hurling all final for the first time in their uh, in their uh, careers. That's a huge experience for them, and they'll bring that with them hopefully over the next couple of years. Um, there's obviously several of the guys who Brian would have managed who are now in management themselves. You know, so he's had a huge influence uh, on Kilkenny hurling, um, and that influence will continue in the foreseeable future. You know, um, because I've no doubt these guys will continue to. To put time back into into Kilkenny GA um, over the next the next uh, number of years. Just to finish off, Brian Hogan, um, Brian Cody's legacy, it's uh, going to be significant in the county and in the country. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, um, he raised the bar in Kilkenny, and uh, I think just you can't.
can't you can't argue with that. We came in we came in ninety eight, you know, um we'd lost to Offaly in ninety eight and uh, he came in after that and we lost to Cork in ninety nine and from there, you know, we 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 went through kind of a period of unparalleled success, you know, there was Jesus, there was a period there where there were kids in primary school who didn't know what it was like not to have the McCarthy Cup come to the school every September, which sounds crazy, but that that was the reality of it. Um you know, and you know what what he brought to Kilkenny, and you know, I suppose look, his 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 love of Kilkenny hurling, his passion for it, um, he would have made no bones about the fact that you know we were there's no player or person bigger than than Kilkenny hurling, and we we're just passing through and uh, to make it as up to us, make as impact a big an impact as we can. He certainly made a phenomenal impact both as a player and as a manager. Um, but you know, and look, I look, I think. Probably the fact it shouldn't go unnoticed is the fact that he's 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 announced his retirement so early. You know, I'm sure in the back of his mind he obviously had an idea he was going to step away this year. But to to notify the county board before and it's not even August, it gives them plenty of time now to, you know, get the ball rolling, get processes in place to look for a successor. Um the club championship is only starting to kick off. So the fact that he's he's he hasn't hung around and given them that notice I think is also a reflection of the uh, the man in terms of he understands that we need to get someone and you know, get the right person in place um, to try and you know ensure that kind of continuity if you like um, or, uh, into into the future Brian Hogan 2011 All-Ireland winning captain with Kilkenny thanks so much for your time to speak about Brian Cody today No worries thanks John an incredible career the greatest manager in the history of Gaelic Games 11 All-Ireland hurling titles delighted to be joined on the line to react to this news by the manager of the current All-Ireland Senior Hurling Champions John Kiley of Limerick John good afternoon Afternoon John how are you? Not too bad thanks John Seven year, seven days ago you're on the same sideline as Brian Cody uh, like less than seven days ago six days ago now he stepped down after almost 24 years this is the end of an era for hurling John and for sport in this country yeah, Brian has been an iconic figure, you know, in, in Gaelic games for the last quarter of a century in his role as manager and obviously before that as a player as well. So he's had an unprecedented success and unparalleled and probably never to be equal success with the teams that he's worked with. And yeah, just an incredible contribution to the game. Was there any sense uh, last weekend from your perspective that this might be it for Brian? Uh, there's always that tradition, isn't there, John, of the opposing manager going to talk to the opposition players. Did Brian visit your dressing room? He did call, yeah. He did in fairness. Um, and, you know, all of those when we, when, we, when we meet them. And, you know, listen, Brian, when Brian takes the floor in a dressing room, you know, uh, everybody pays attention. And, you know, he was fantastic in the way he addressed the players. Couldn't be more magnanimous and, you know, acknowledging of their efforts and proud of, of, of his own his own team's efforts. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great battle, wasn't it, John? It was a great game. It was a titanic battle and I suppose, you know, for, for Brian, I'm sure he took huge satisfaction from their performance, you know, probably a lot, a lot of disappointed that they couldn't get that, that little bit more, but, you know, they know they gave, they gave it everything and uh, listen, that was the hallmark of every team that went out under, under his tenure, you know, you knew exactly what you were going to get. You know, they always got the absolute maximum out of themselves and I suppose that's a testament to his, you know, planning and preparation and his motivation of the teams and, the you know, he just always had a really hard-working, you know, ruthless team on the field and that was there from start to finish. 
I was watching the Galway documentary uh, during the week on the 1998 season uh, of the footballers and John O'Mahony during the week ahead of tomorrow's game, John. And um, there's a moment in the documentary when Mick O'Dwyer comes into the dressing room and you can't hear a pin drop. I'd say it was the same last weekend with uh, Brian Cody and those uh, Limerick players, the amount of respect that that's there from in the game. Uh, there's huge respect across the entirety of the GA for, for Brian and his, his commitment, his dedication, you know, what he has done, you know, with numerous different teams, not just one team. You know, I think that's really the the, the, the pinnacle of it. You know, he, he didn't do one bunch of players. He had several different bunch, bunches of players. And it was always consistent in terms of, you know, the, the way those teams performed at the very highest level. They set new new levels of performance, you know, and levels that very few were able to, to, to come close to, you know, for con- any consistent period of time. Um, so I think just an incredible contribution and just... Yeah, wish him well. Wish LC and himself the very, very best. You know, they've uh, they've given a lot, and I think now you know they'll they'll, they'll enjoy their time together. I'm sure he'll be at every home match still all over the country because he loves going to all matches too together. And uh, I just wish him a long, long, long uh, years ahead of of enjoyment out of the game again. They were the standard bearers when you took over, weren't they? Absolutely, the standard bearers. Uh, they've been the standard bearers yeah, for the last twenty odd years, you know, and that's that's you know the values that he instilled in the players and the group, you know, around him and getting the absolute maximum from themselves and, you know, those those standards never never went, never would never went. They were always being pushed to the limit and that's what has probably challenged all the other teams, you know, to to come to that table with, you know, those standards, those values and see if you can you can pitch yourself against them. And we often came back second best I can assure you many different battles over the years. What have you learned from afar? What have you taken from, you know, what Brian's example as a manager, for example? What have you What have you learned from Brian? I suppose it's the consistency is the main thing, really. You know, consistency is a really important part of performance in sport. No point in doing it once or twice. You have to do it all the time. And that's hard. It's not easy. And I think that's something that he always managed to do. He just had that consistency uh, in, in the performances of his teams. And uh, just, yeah, I think, you know, players always manage to get the best out of themselves under him, which I think is another fantastic trait. Uh, you know, in terms of, you know, you, that's what your job is really, is to help the players to become the best that they can be. And he had an innate way of getting that done. Just in terms of the simplicity of the message as well, that was always very clear from listening to Brian over the last couple of decades, like honesty, work rate, commitment, and all for the jersey first. And he was a player's man, you know. It was all about the game. It was all about the players in, in between the white line, you know. And that was that was always clear, you know, with Brian. And it's a good example for all of us. And you know, ones that we can, an example that we can only try and follow. And just for the health of the game of hurling in the country, because the success of Kilkenny would make Cork, would make Tipperary, would make Limerick, would make Clare, would make Galway, would make Waterford raise the bar. And that can only be a good thing for the whole country in hurling. And that's, that's you know that's a given in every sport. You know the, the bar has always been raised in every sport by by everyone participating, and that's the challenge. That's, that's why we all love it so much. You know because uh, it's, it's hard to keep raising that bar, and it's hard to keep you know driving those standards. But ultimately, that's what that's what it has to be. So yeah, he's uh, he's definitely done a phenomenal job over the last quarter of a century driving those standards through the roof. 
When you were looking at last weekend's game, John, uh, I know you lost in 17 and 19 to Kilkenny and a Brian Cody, Kilkenny in the final. Was it the last thing you needed to do well, as, with this Limerick team? And obviously there's much ahead of you in, in the next few years, but was it was it a thing that you needed to do to beat a Brian Cody team in the final? Not at all, no. 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 Um, for us, to be honest with you, you know, we, were, we just really wanted to get that performance that we knew was there all the year and it didn't matter who we were playing really. Um, in that regard, we just wanted to get that performance we knew that was there. And uh, you know, with the prize is so so substantial, you want to produce your your very very best if you can at all. So we were forced to produce our absolute best because you know we got a massive massive challenge from Kilkenny. They were just incredible on the day. They put in a mighty performance, and it meant that we had to go to probably a dark place to find a performance that you know would get us across the line. It was, it was by the smallest margin. And of course, you would have been there even 15 years ago when Limerick played Kilkenny in the final, and you saw Kilkenny at their absolute peak under under Brian. Was there, yeah, on the day. I nearly, I nearly find the seasons in the queues because I was sitting in even to last just because you know those days you don't forget them. Um, they were disappointing. Again, you know when I was involved with John Allen, we, we had a couple of losses to Kilkenny that were substantial. You know, it's time as well for us and. You know, when we started out in you know in, in sixteen, seventeen, we we had uh, we had our losses in, in Nolan Park to them as well, and uh, it was just you know, it was always uh, you know when you play Kilkenny, you just have to find a bigger performance out of yourself. You know, you know you have to, and they force you to do that if you want to be anywhere near competitive. So you know, just to, to have a team that can consistently do that for that number of years to the opposition, uh, no matter who they were. You know, is a hallmark of just an incredible, uh, you know, outfit really, and you know, Brian drove that, and be able to renew as well, John. Like to have you know various teams, various players coming and going, and be able to continue to reach those standards. It says a lot about leadership. It does, and just uh, it's about the culture, I suppose, that that's been created by him. You know, and that honesty, and you know, instilling that hard work ethic in a player, like you know. Players were never used unless they, they were going to be hard-working players. So, yeah, just that, that was ingrained into all of the players. And you know that every time you play Kilkenny, you're going to have that as something that you're going to need to be able to, co- to cope with and contend with. So, uh, you know, there's no doubt that that culture uh, and that value uh, system that was in place within the group was fostered and nurtured by Brian. And would you believe that was something that was necessary in Limerick as well? Actually, every everybody tries to emulate it, and you know, we know that that's definitely an important part of being able to be successful. So, of course, you try to to drive it and you try to create it, but it's not easily done. And you need everybody on board. Everybody in the group needs to be on board with it. You know, and not just the players, but everybody around the players as well. So, this is something we we have to continuously strive towards and uh, try and keep building on. But we know that that's definitely something that you know has been made very obvious by these Kilkenny teams over the last 25 years. Just to, before we let you go, John, uh, what's the last week been like? Just to start off, how did you feel on the line last weekend during the game? Oh, God. Um, yeah, listen, it was a really tough game. It was, it was a, an incredible battle. There were phases in the game where we were on top and there were phases when Kilkenny were on top. It was you know, who was going to be able to hurt the other maybe when they had that ascendancy the most and you know I suppose we just got that run of scores just at the vital time after they, after they equalised yeah really tough game been exhausted all week after it um, but uh, yeah listen looking forward to the break now 
what have the last few days been like just um, beating family and friends obviously the great home homecoming there in the Gaelic grounds on Monday uh, we've had some lovely uh, you know people have been phenomenal really you know between attending the graded numbers that, that, that attended the game and those that came to the homecoming on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday even in my own local parish you know Galbally yeah it was just incredible the number of people that came out and you know, we're very very grateful I know it has meant a lot to people you know particularly over the last couple of years you know um, it's probably made life a little bit more bearable you know maybe in a difficult time but listen uh, we're fortunate with incredible support um, I know the club windows <laughs> coming quick and fast around the corner next week so everybody's going to be returning with their clubs this weekend trying to get a bit of game time in with their clubs and get back in with their, those groups and uh, I'll drive on now for the next couple of months I think that's important to say John because in 2018 there was a doubt pouring of emotion after 45 years but then you had those couple of years with Covid that you know you couldn't really celebrate the fans they couldn't go to the game and last weekend they were able to do that yeah, like, it has been nice, you know, they've had a few days there and it's important to take that time to, you know, just process it really and just enjoy their time together as a group as well, you know. They're very, very, uh, you know, they like, they like each other's company, they get on well together, they're a great group, they're a great crash, they're a great gender and, you know, if it's that around the group as well, you know, everybody's involved, nice to have those couple of days just to, to, to come down off it if you like and, you know, spend a bit of time together and, yeah, even just to spend a bit of time at home now with our, our own families. But listen, you know, a great week. Uh, it was a long, a long six months, but uh, a very, very rewarding six months. Very, very rewarding. And listen, we'll, we'll take a breather now. We'll come back, please God. You know, I'm going to talk about it again. Absolutely. And just to finish, like, Galway against Kerry tomorrow. Um, you started on Easter Sunday down down in Cork and Porky Cueve. Um You finished up last weekend. You know, there's 82,000 people there last weekend in the hot weather. you got Galway, Kerry people tomorrow full of anticipation, full of hope. This is what Irish life's all about, John, isn't it? Ah, it is, yes, fantastic, you know. Uh, it, it's incredible, you know, and we want more and more of it, obviously, you know, but, yeah, there's, there's lots of different arms of the association need to be looked after, I suppose, now for the next few months, it's the clubs that need to be given that push, and listen, I'm looking forward to getting down to the field with my own crew now as well over the next number of weeks and months as well, so, yeah, listen, it's uh, time to pack up the, the inter-county bus now and just drive on the, the club one. John, Kylie, thanks so much for coming on uh, Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk to talk about Brian Cody and I really appreciate your time and mind yourself. No, sir, my pleasure, my pleasure, my pleasure. John, thanks, John. John Kylie there, uh, the Limerick manager, speaking about Brian Cody who's stepped down as inter-county manager of the Kilkenny Senior Hurlers after nearly 24 years. Breaking Break news uh, this Saturday afternoon. Brian Cody has informed the Kilkenny County Board he is stepping down as senior hurling team manager after nearly 24 years. So the statement appointed in November 1998, Brian has led the Kilkenny team to unprecedented provincial and national success. He's regarded as the greatest manager in the history of hurling as a manager. His teams have won 11 All-Ireland Hurling Championships, including a record equaling four in a row between 2006 and 2009, 18 Leinster Championships, 10 National League Hurling titles, seven Walsh Cup titles and a Rockdust Tournament title in a Achieving all of the success, Brian has created an unbreakable spirit among his players and teams which have come to define Kilkenny Hurling. On behalf of the Kilkenny people everywhere, the statement reads, the Kilkenny County Board extends sincere gratitude to Brian for his lifetime of contribution to the county and the commitment and passion he brought as a player and as a manager working tirelessly with a single aim to do what was best for Kilkenny Hurling. The board would also like to acknowledge the bond Brian helped create between team management, players, county board clubs and supporters clubs as all work seamlessly together 
preparing our teams while organising and promoting our games. We're aware of the huge debt we owe Brian for the wonderful successes and occasions we've enjoyed as we watch the teams he created play and succeed wherever and whenever our games are discussed in the future. Brian Cody's achievements will be the benchmark managers are measured by. We wish Brian all the best in the future. We'll have Nicky Brennan, the former GA president and All-Ireland winner and former teammate of Brian's in a moment. Cyril Farrell, though, it's all of the whole hurling country is, is reacting to this breaking news today. 24 years. Cyril Farrell, the former Galway All-Ireland winning manager, is on the line. Cyril, how are you? Very good, no, very good. Can't complain. Uh, an end of an era, Cyril? Yeah, sure. I suppose it had to come sometime, but like uh, when it comes in, it's, it's quite a shock because like Brian seemed to go on forever. Look at his record speaks for itself. And he's a legend in his own time. Do you remember when he first took over Kilkenny, say the late 90s? Do, did you expect big things? You would have known him surely as uh, somebody that was involved in the Kilkenny Galway battles in maybe the 70s, early 80s. Yeah, yeah, sure. He was playing against his full back and full forward. Look, he was always a great hurler and always a, a, a fierce hurling man, like, you know, anytime you go down and see him train or any match around, he'd be, there's a few there in Kilkenny at every game. And, like, the, the sport consumed him really, like, he, he gave his whole life to it. What was the key ingredient to success, Cyril, do you think? I suppose you'd have to say the players every day they played for him, the the died on their backs, the, the the real commitment, the spirit, you know, the application. You always knew what you were going to get from them. They never kind of had enough. They even if they got beaten, they just they, they died with their boots on. You got the same. You knew what you were going to get. You know, you could hit them hard, but they'd hop up and drive on. There was never any complaints really. Like you know, they played as the final whistle. And I know from a call point of view. We'd never be sure to beat them unless we're out, out, out of Crow Park or out the gate because they, they were deadly for coming from the from the death near the end. It's interesting that Galway were kind of a symbolic uh, team that Brian Cody maybe measured his managerial success by. So 2001, you beat them in the semi-final and then 2005 again, you beat them in another semi-final and subsequently from those uh, wins for Galway, Kilkenny really surged again. Yeah, well, like, he kept improving, improving, like, you know, when he would, that time he would lose, like, he'd go back to the drawing board and, like, improve his team again. He was able to see things in players that no one else would see, like, he'd, he'd, he'd cover all kind of games, not alone just the senior, intermediate, junior, the whole lot, he'd, he'd pluck a lad out of obscurity, really, like, he could see something that, you know, in him, and he'd put, the, he'd put that ingredient into him and, like, that play accordingly. You were in the Sunday game box for many years, Cyril. Um, what were the great days you felt that uh, Brian got the, the most out of these Kilkenny players? Which we nearly got it every day. Like even last, even last weekend against Limerick, like uh, you know, two weekends ago when when they were beaten, I, I still thought it was a phenomenal like uh, performance by Kilkenny because they wouldn't have the quality that they had when he when he you know in, in the mid when he was winning all these All Irelands. Hard to have that quality at all time. But like uh, some of the teams, some of the games against Galway and against Tipperary were. Were, were, were fantastic games like, and he usually came out on top but win or lose like he'd drive on to the next he, he just seemed never in them because he was there the whole time like, if you look at all the managers that have come, in, uh, come and gone in between you know it's, it's unreal really like you know, and what he won I don't know whatever he achieved again but it's hard to keep going the way he did every year every year every year like it, it consumes you but then there comes a stage you have to kind of call time but like with him you think he was never going to call time there was a simplicity about his philosophy, wasn't there, uh, Cyril? It's all about work rate, honesty of endeavour and giving it everything. Yeah, well, that was it. Like, And, you know, he'd always say there's only one stat that counts and that's the one at the end of the game that you have the most scores. Like, OK, look at... You'd have, the people have to believe, no, he's too old and this sort of thing. He doesn't know the modern game. Look, he's able to play the modern game as good as anyone else. They can work it out the fence and play it up. But you can't do them things. You have to have the players do all these things. Like, But he he went from, from you know, from kind of... he. 
the decades he had there, like he went from from one extreme to the other, like you know, he high balls was was one thing that he loved, and Kilkenny were very good in the air and got great scores all over them. Were usually the best team in the air, and then when that kind of stopped, he was without to play out the fence as well. But like he had great players, but like you like managers need great players, but great players need need a great person over. Them. And Kilkenny was the only thing, really. That was the essence of it. It's all about Kilkenny as a county. It's all about Kilkenny hurling. So sometimes people will look in from the outside and go, whoa, there's not much sentiment there. Well, you see, if you want to be successful, like people are all different. Like, but his, his mantra was like, if it's all for Kilkenny, it's all for the good of the team. Like he was never questioned in the sense like he won so much, so it's hard to question. Like, and if a player did, like he usually found if he wasn't doing his job, well, if you weren't doing it, you were called off and, if you ever noticed in the sideman, like he'd always make sure they never to shake hands with a leg coming off. That was it. Like even missing players, if he was missing good players, he'd never look. He'd say, "I have fifteen. I have fifteen Kilkenny people out there, and they're good enough. That's all I want." Would you know him well? Would you've known him well, Cyril? I would. Yeah, like I'd be some kind of funky. He's, he's a great man. Always turns up for the you know the game for cancer, the hoarding game that Jim Boulder has. He'd always manage the team down in. Look, I know him pretty well. To the, you know, meeting him after all star doing that, like, and, like he comes across like he's not he's like on the sideline. He's a different person to what he is off the pitch. Like, but that's always where these guys like they can be completely different. But that, you know, he wouldn't be kind of you know going around doing things. Harland consumed him. He wasn't going, you know, he wouldn't be going out for horse racing or anything like that. Like he'd be thinking of Harland the whole time. A bit of crack then. Yeah, yeah, well, like, if you got to know him, I'm sure he was great crack, but to get to know him was the thing, like, you know him, like, it was hard enough to get to know him, but he was that kind, he was very silent, like, and he wouldn't suffer fools, like, really, you couldn't blame him. James Stevens as well, is a huge part of his identity, like, the... the, the oh, yeah, look, he, he, yeah. he loved the club, and he'd say to you, like, if, if he had 26 fellas in the panel, and they couldn't go back and be leaders in their club, he'd say, look, they're not much good to me, and I'm not, I'm not doing a good job either, he'd want them to be leaders, you know, that's, that's, that's would be, if to go back to the club, that's how he judged them, really. Winning four in a row, I mean, like Limerick are on the way at the moment, but they still haven't done it. Kilkenny did it. Yeah, like, sure, they're, they're, they're the mantra, really. Like, and John Kiley now, look, another great man. Like, he's, he's, he's you know, he's, he's, what is he won four, four to five years of that, like, going for four in a row. Like, uh, only for Kilkenny, maybe he, he would have won another one. You wouldn't know, like, but, like, they are a very good side. But just tell you, like, how good Kilkenny were when, when every team that comes now, they're being compared to the, to the we call it the Brian Cody's Kilkenny team. Uh, think of all the players that went through Brian Cody's hands as a manager Henry Shefflin Tommy Walsh Richie Hogan TJ Reid JJ Delaney like even back to DJ Carey John Power you know it, it, it's amazing like a bit like Alex Ferguson he was able to have three or four teams yeah well that was the thing you see like he he transcended the different decades like you see it's very hard to do that like he might be the good team and then when they're gone you're kind of gone but like he, he seemed to be able to build them the whole time and uh like they had very good success underage, but not 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 you know not as much as my own county or Galway would have as much success as anyone, but not kind of has failed to do what what Kilkenny have done. Like and to me, like it's down to Brian Cody. Like he's still that spirit. Like his his uh, his dressing was kind of was was a sacrament. If you want to be, had to be very good to get in there. When you were in there, you had to perform certain ways, and that was it. Like Cyril, thanks so much. No problem, pleasure is mine. Cyril Farrell there, Galway legend. Uh, Jamesy O'Connor's on the line. Uh, Claire all Ireland winning uh, Hurler of the Year 1997. Jamesy, how are you? John, I'm good. Yourself? Not too bad. Uh, end of an era, isn't it, for Hurling? For all of us around the country, Hurling fans. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll never see his like again, I think. Um, I suppose look at just his longevity. You know, the success obviously he had. Um, you know, I suppose in my lifetime, certainly that team, the, the, the four in a row team were the greatest team that, 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 that I've ever seen would you know, packed full of iconic players. And um, yeah, listen, he leaves a, a, a massive legacy in Kilkenny. And it's not just John the success, but I think it's the 
it's just the values and you know there's a generation of Kilkenny players that you know will obviously step into you know leadership roles and and, and you know managerial roles with Kilkenny minor under 21 or 20 and, and, and senior sides and I'd imagine you know those same values um, would hold true in terms of you know the team first the jersey first um, you know putting egos to one side you know the ability to win your own ball all those things that I think that he, that he believed in those core values that he had and to me if anything that's the the bigger thing that he would leave behind, as I said, is is, is Kilkenny hurling, you know, would be able to fall back on those those intrinsic things that he believed in, I'd, I'd imagine, for years and maybe even decades to come. In 1999, it was his first season in charge and you played them in the semi-final and then you were in the final in 2002 and you lost both games. And when he, when he got the job, you could really begin to tell from the get-go that this was a coming force and then a force that had a lot of longevity. Yeah, I mean, you know, they beat us in the semi-final in 99 and um, you know, I remember DJ getting a, a, just a brilliant goal, I think maybe midway through the second half that just probably took them a little bit away from us and, uh, you know, we were probably coming near to the end but I, I, I suppose what I remember, but they lost the All-Ireland final, John to Cork, you know, we're expected to win us a wet day, Cork weren't supposed to win All-Ireland on wet days and Shawnee McGrath, I think I've got four points. Um, and Mark Landers was the one that ended up lifting that that title. But we we went down to play them in a in a, a challenge match in Gorn in two thousand. Um, I'd say about two weeks before we played Tip in the championship, and we had got the training badly wrong. Lagnan had really flogged us and worked us hard. And um, but I remember that night uh, or that evening, is a Sunday evening down in Gorn. Um, I was marking I think Peter Barry, and I remember wondering has Peter Barry. And every other Kilkenny player put a stone of muscle on because uh, they just look bigger, stronger. And clearly, they were intent on making a statement that night that we might be potential opponents down the line and they were going to lay down a marker and they just ate us alive. And I remember being concussed. Um, and I don't remember being concussed. I just remember the, the end of that game, the second half. And uh, they just, as I said, they just mowed us down that night. And that was, you know, they meant business that year. And um, obviously, look at them and Don won the All-Ireland that year. And... You know, beat us in the final in 2002, and you know, I suppose they took their their lead from him. You know, he was driven, he was motivated, um, and he was probably that little bit rattier. You know, having obviously experienced the disappointments of of, of 99 and 01, um, but to, to to stay for as long as he had and continue, John, to get the best out of Kikini teams, and you know, the one thing you could never say was that the players didn't play for him or the jersey, and the, there was, I suppose, no better evidence of that. Than, that, than last Sunday when you know you were wondering how are they still in this game at half time and you were wondering how are they only two points behind you know entering the final minutes given how well Limerick had, had played um, so I think he walks away on his own terms I think I saw no evidence of any displeasure or discomfort at the final whistle I thought he was very much happy that the players couldn't have given him any more that the backroom team had left no stone and turned couldn't have done any more and that the better team had won and I think as I said you know he was at peace with himself you know walking off Croke Park knowing that and I think comfortable that he was you know probably had made the decision probably I'd imagine maybe weeks maybe months ago um, and that he was he loved obviously to have gone out on top but I think he, he walks away in his own terms certainly content that he did a hell of a job with Kenny this year Every time there was a, a bit of a setback Jamesy he was able to renew so 0-1 they lost to Galway uh, won the next two All-Irelands then they lost to Cork and Galway 04 and 05 and, and players would come in there was a bit of a revolving door at times of players um, you know if, if if like even and I'll get to it in a moment I'll get to the four in a row in a moment but even like when you think about it like 
2012, Walter Walsh is man of the match in the replay. 2014, Kieran Joyce, man of the match in the replay. Just the fact that anybody, if they were good enough on the day to hold that jersey, would get that jersey. Yeah, I mean, and 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 he, you know, he picked on form, and and obviously he placed massive value in store in those, you know, those famous training matches in Nolan Park, and. I suppose look at you know he he's consistent in what he said. I mean he always spoke about not wanting a settled team, wanting a settled spirit, and um, and I suppose look at it, you, you know when you're a panelist, um, I suppose with Cody you always felt that look at you had a chance, and if you did the business in those training matches in Nolan Park, you know and 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 you deserved it, um, you know he would give you your opportunity and and uh, and give you the jersey, and I think as well his his knowledge of 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 the game, John. I mean and even you know knowing for example that Walter Walsh had a good underage track record on Johnny Cohen. You know, for the rest of us, we're wondering where is this guy coming out of and this is a, you know, a, a stroke of madness, but really it was a stroke of genius because, you know, he he spotted a potential maybe, um, you know, I won't say a weakness for Gallo, but an area maybe that could be that could be exploited given Walter's size and, you know, the, the, the mismatch maybe that that, that, that created. And, uh, you know, I suppose that's, that's something that maybe, you know, he maybe didn't get the full credit for in terms of you know his tactical awareness and his ability to identify where maybe the weakest link in the opposition was and, and go after it. I mean, we saw Henry, for example, pitching over on onto John O'Keefe at the start of the was it the 20, 2011 All Ireland final. You know, Eddie Brennan appeared on on on, on you know a, a raw maybe an inexperienced Seamus Hickey and was at the 07 final. And you know he's you talk to some of the former players and you know he was very open in terms of the players having a say or. You know, respecting their opinions, um, in terms of the way they, they they played, but at the same time, you know, there was never any doubt as to who was boss, and he always kept that distance, and uh, and he was ruthlessly unsentimental in terms of picking the best team, and it didn't matter about who you were or what you had done, um, it was about putting the best fifteen at that point on any given day out for Kilkenny, and that's what he did. James, you stay in the line, line there, please. Uh, we're also joined by Nicky Brennan, the former GA president, All Ireland winning player with Kilkenny, and former teammate of Brian Cody. Nicky, how are you? Hello, hello, John. Good to talk to you. And you, Nicky. An end, the, an end of an era, Nicky. Simple as that. Oh, it's just surely. That's one way of putting it all right because uh, uh, he's been there for, dare I say, a quarter of a century almost. And uh, that is a, a, a huge bit of longevity patrolling the sidelines. And uh, it will be rather strange next year to see somebody different wearing the Bonasure bibs. We knew in the past week it was uh, happening. It was a question of when rather than if. And I suppose there has been speculation over the last year or so. But uh, I suppose there comes a time in uh, in every manager's life when for, for different reasons, Brian Feely, he has done all he can. Although I have to say now, I was very close to him on Sunday night at the function for the team when they came back to Kilkenny. And I spoke to him after the um, after the event was over just to thank him and all that for his help to us on the radio. And uh, I listened to him in uh, UPMC Nolan Park on Monday night. He certainly didn't give the impression of somebody who was walking away because he, he talked about the uh, how well they had done there was no one giving him a chance and they had very got close to the uh, end line uh, but he acknowledged the better team won but I fenced there was a sense of uh, of uh, not just pride in that but uh, great expectation and hope for what 2023 has uh, has to offer now there still is of course but uh, the, the mantra is handed over to somebody else now on the sideline and uh, Brian will uh, will will sit into the background and uh, put up the feet and, in, and enjoy life but but when I say that, he'll still be very much a fixture on the James Stevens GA club scene because despite all his efforts with Kenny over the years, he was never too far from uh, his beloved James Stevens activities. He'll go down as the greatest manager in Gaelic Games history, Nicky, surely. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, they'll never anybody match him. I mean, you probably already reeled off what he's won yeah. with 11 All-Irelands, including a four in a row, 18 Leinsters, 10 National Leagues. Now, interestingly, seven Welsh Cups. And in many respects, maybe that sums up Brian Cody because he always actual fact uh, made it very serious. While, while it might be the strongest team he put out, he always went out to win the Welsh Cup because he, his his mantra was you keep winning matches and it's, if you win matches you're obviously putting pressure on the guys who are trying to break into the team if you're a if you haven't been a, a regular player on the team but if you perform well in matches like the Welsh Cup you may very well keep a, another player out who is more established and Jamesy has a kind of alluded to that there as well that that's the type of manager he was and and definitely in relation to the uh, the the training in, uh, in in Nolan Park performance in there was was uh, was hugely important and I, I think what was I mean, if Antic summed it up, it was the period after the Leinster final this year and the Clare game. I always knew when he got the players for three weeks. Now, they did spend a weekend away in Carton House as well, which has cost me with Kenny. But I knew if he got the players for three weeks, he would bring something extra out of them because he didn't have them all year. And it's one of the knock-on impacts of the shorter season now for inter-county managers. They don't get a lot of time to really work on serious stuff between games because of the fear of injury. But what he achieved in Nolan Park, he, he was able to instill confidence he was able to demand a huge effort from players in training in Nolan Park that was akin to a good inter-county game and that's how he was measuring players their ability to take on the heat of battle in Croke Park or Semple Stadium or, or wherever it might be and, and, and that's how he judged it and James he is spot on again he was he was ruthless about it and uh, he just Picked it, he picked the team with the selectors that he felt the team was announced on a Friday night and players would not have known in advance if they were going to make it or not it was simple as that if you're part of the team great but he has certainly over recent times he's been emphasising a lot more the panel strength maybe during the great successful era you know that team almost picked itself but over recent times we know Kilkenny have had to use 20 players although most teams are tending tend to do that now but Brian emphasised the need for the panel and uh, maybe the last thing I'll say and before we go back I want to go back to Jamesy there is that yeah. Kenny had to change their style a fair bit to, to, to counter what Limerick were doing in terms of the shorter passing or the pop passing and at the start of this year it wasn't working great to be quite frank about it but he kept at it and kept players working on it and kept them believing that it, it's something they had to do to counter uh, particularly the Limerick style but not exclusively plenty of the other counties were at it now we probably have some way to go to match what the likes of Limerick are doing in that regard but nevertheless he has reinvented himself as a coach on a number of occasions and he certainly has reinvented Kilkenny over a number of different times uh, in bringing different teams to championships. So, a uh, wonderful legacy, John. When he took over uh, in 1992, he was the captain of the All-Ireland winning team. You were on the same team then, Nicky, in, in Kilkenny in 1992. But in 1998, he just lost the All-Ireland Toffoli. When he took over, were big things expected? Well, it's hard to know because the last one we had, the last I learned we'd won was 93. So there was a touch of a famine about it. I mean, I came in in the mid 90s and, and I didn't have huge expectations, but I did see one clear responsibility I had. It's not that we never went out to win every match. And Gene Jamesy was one of the teams that we played in the semi final and uh, we got close enough to them. But I, I certainly saw that one of the things that needs to happen was to bring on a number of players that would most likely be finished off in, in good style by a future manager. And certainly Brian Cody done that. The first 
All Ireland he won had a number of players that uh, came through my own time. So I'm not taking any credit for that, but I'm just saying that's the guy he was. But uh, the, in my view, the key moment in Brian Cody's uh, managerial career was probably the 2006 All Ireland final that Kilkenny won. Cork were going for three in a row, and I think it was a defining moment. While Brian had won All Irelands before that, nevertheless defeating Cork in a three in a row really stamped him down as a, as a manager of substance. And had he lost that, that would have been three years in a row. Maybe maybe he mightn't have gone any further. Maybe he mightn't have been let go any further. We, 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 we will never know that. But I do know that that will always be marked down as a very significant milestone in Brian Cody's managerial career because really the Kilkenny, the Kilkenny um, train took off after that and it really became a successful one because he was able to lay down clear markers maybe that he hadn't maybe been doing before. Uh, but by God, after the 2006... He was in control and he made some really tough decisions, left off some players that maybe people in Kilkenny were saying, what is he doing here at all? But look, that's the way he was. In the, in the pursuit of success, there was no sentiment with Brian Cody. And has that made him at times um, a figure that's somewhat distant in the county? I wouldn't say distant, but I mean, if you were a player who was in that position who wasn't picked for a team or didn't make a squad or something like that, yeah, you weren't going to be happy about it. Why would you be happy about it? It's, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having a hunger to play for Kenny, feeling you're good enough. But ultimately, decisions rested with Brian Cody and his selectors. And uh, if you weren't deemed good enough, well, that's just the way it was. You, 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 had, to, you had to accept that. Uh, I mean, it's happened in the past as well, but maybe it was more pronounced uh, during Brian's reign. I mean, players were, were discarded. And, and uh, he felt maybe, maybe a lot of people, uh, supporters felt, God, is another year or two in this well-known player, whoever it might be. But Brian felt, no, that person had come to the end of the road as far as their contribution to Kenny and uh, made the decision to, to step them down. Some might have been happy to stay for a period in the subs, others weren't, and they just departed the scene. But I mean, there was no sentiment about it, and he couldn't be sentimental. I mean, his uh, his track record will show that in order to achieve what he achieved, he had to rule with a, with a, with a hard fist. But he was fair to players as well. If you were performing, no matter what club you were from, if you were performing well, uh, you were going to hold on to your position, and that could mean somebody who maybe was more established might have to sit out that game and become part of the. Um, the subs or something like that so no he was a, he was he was a hard taskmaster but i mean you can't argue with that the success that's there with the all irelands and the leinsters and the leagues and all that i mean they, they won't be equal again not in my lifetime anyway you guys yeah. are a bit younger than i am but they won't be achieved again in my lifetime and i can't ever see it happening anyway not too much younger nicky uh jamesy uh 2009 uh, like that game against tipperary they were going for four in a row tipperary the better team in the day i felt and but just the, the will that Kilkenny had, that utter belief, which is um, rooted in success. Uh, Henry Shefflin penalty, Martin Comerford goal. They'd lose the following year, but then they'd come back and win another couple of All-Irelands. They'd lose in 13, they'd come back and win another couple. And it was just that doggedness in them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just that relentless pursuit of success. Um, yeah, I mean, look, listen, John, I mean, look, at the, you know, it was some era and, and populated by some some of the greatest players that ever played the game. I mean, you go through the team, the, the names. I mean, JJ Delaney, probably the best pure defender you know I, I've ever seen. Tommy Walsh, you know what what a player. You know the the versatility, the the character, the charisma that oozes out of him. Obviously, Henry, you know, and then guys like Owen Larkin, Jackie Tyrrell, Eddie Brennan. You know, you you could keep talking. Noel Hickey, um, James McGarry, phenomenal goalkeeper. Um, you know, even John Hine in the early days. I mean. You know, just just 
fantastic players and I mean and the genius of Cody I suppose was that I remember marking to somebody at the time that you know what other manager could have Jackie Turrell going to train every night fearful that if he didn't perform he might lose his place to start in 15 and that was a hole that he had over those guys and um, you know they, they were some team but I mean to be able to keep them as hungry as they were and to be able to have this, the, the, the sustained success John they had over such a long period um, you know that, that took some feat of management and you know I remember talking to somebody you know that I know who, who was on a some kind of a managerial course or whatever um, and this guy now again was a, a capable individual involved in business or whatever and you know he, he saw the list of names of people who had applied for it and down the very very bottom was Brian Cody Kilkenny Hurling Manager and and this was Cody now obviously had signed up for this thing to see if was maybe you know was there some snippet some Marshall that he could pick up on this course that it might that might add something to the the Kilkenny uh, the Kilkenny cause and you know I think Nicky would have said that you know his ability to adapt and his ability I think just to you know to 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 keep current with the way the game was changing and evolving over the years as it did um you know that that maybe sometimes has been lost uh you know because he was I, I think someone that was prepared to adapt and prepared to learn and prepared to move if he felt. Um, that was what was required but at the same time I, I think he'd firm core beliefs John you know things that he felt were intrinsic to success you know the ability to win your own possession um, you know the importance of work rate honesty uh, all those all those kind of things and I think he never you know he never lost sight of those things but at the same time was able to marry them with, with you know maybe the modern changes as well and um, yeah I mean look at it that's what his, his success reflects that what will the legacy be of Brian in the county, uh, Nicky Brennan? Uh, is it a case that you've, you know, young boys and girls going around with hurls still in, in Kilkenny? You got the flags up when they're reaching the All Ireland last weekend. It's it's deeply embedded in the in the in the county's culture. What sure, I mean, if you're uh, if you're somebody who's uh, uh, thirty years of age, I mean, you've had just a glorious thirty years in terms of Kilkenny's success, and Brian Cody was at the, was absolutely at the heart of that. I mean, in the they put a statue up to Ollie Walsh in Thomastown and there's a, there is a, a, a big statue in Kilkenny to hurling in general. So in, at some time in the future, there will be a statue up to Brian Cody. Somebody will be putting that up. He's a freeman of the city. He's a, the esteem in which he's held is very, very significant. He has uh, spoken to business people at all levels. James just alluded to some of that a moment ago at, where Brian was at something himself. But Brian has been asked to attend business conference to uh, try and explain to uh, some very well-paid executives the whole ethic of teamwork and building bond, bonding and team spirit and, and how you can how you can transfer that from the playing field into the corporate office as well. He, he's been doing that for, for quite some time. And by the way, any time he's done that, any proceeds from it were sent to James Stevens' GA club. That's a mark of the man as well. So he has a huge legacy here in Kilkenny. And I suppose in many respects, we have to be very careful that whoever is going to follow him, the one thing we should do, we should not be doing is trying to compare who follows Brian Cody uh, with his achievements and expecting that uh, there's going to be a similar outcome because it won't be achieved. So I think people in Kilkenny now would need to cop themselves on and realise that any new person coming in has to be cut a bit of slack here to give them a chance to to set their own mark on it and put their own methods of, uh, of preparing the team uh, into place and that. So, so while this is a, a very, very sad day for Kilkenny Hurland, it does give plenty of hope for the future that we have plenty of good hurlers there. But we also need to be careful that we don't impose some sort of crazy 
um, crazy difficulties or crazy targets on any new manager coming in because that wouldn't be fair either. And, uh, you know, we are a county that uh, has been spied of success, let's be frank about it, during the Brian Cody era. It has been a bit uh, thin on the ground maybe in more recent years. But last Sunday, Kilkenny showed they're not a million miles away. The best team won the match, to be fair to Limerick. But Kilkenny were not a million miles away and a new manager has plenty of good talent to work on. And, uh, you know, we, we, we have plenty of hope in Kilkenny that uh, good days can come back again now under a new manager. And with all the leaders that Brian had under him, and I'm sure Brian will be the first person to, to cheer on the new manager, there's no shortage of contenders, uh, Nicky. You Henry Shefflin Galway, Vetty Brennan, who's done well. You know, you've no shortage. Of, like Martin Comerford's in the backroom team. DJ Carey's been involved. No, there's plenty there's plenty of guys because many of them have, uh, I mean, you have Michael Fenley getting plenty of experience in Offaly and has some some success. Uh, David Hershey has been successful in Kildare. You have Eddie Brennan in Leash and uh, he's been up in Dublin as well. Of course, Henry now gone to Galway and uh, Derek Ling, of course, has um, has won the All-Ireland with the under-20s and not the maybe the best team that Kenny ever had at the start of the year but they actually played in many in the way Derek King himself played which is also uh, many of the ways Derek or uh, Brian Cody sets out his team it was workmanlike there was a good ethic about that team and um, they won that All-Ireland maybe a bit against the odds now Having said that, a couple of the counties stood down a number of players because they played him in the senior championship, uh, which might not have uh, might have made it more difficult for Kilkenny. But it was the manner in which Kilkenny won that under twenty that uh, I think people would have stood up and see that it was in the style of how a Cody team would work. So that wouldn't have done uh, Derek Ling uh, any harm at all. But I'm not going to say who it should be to be honest yeah. about it. That, that's a county board issue now, and ironically, it's a, a decision that a county board has not had to make in Kilkenny since 1998. So that. That's a hell of a long time ago, John. Yeah, absolutely, Nicky. Yeah, James, look, when we're talking about Limerick now, we're talking about three in a row, we're talking about four and a five, but we're always talking about the benchmark of comparing them to Kilkenny, and that, I suppose, is not an insubstantial legacy for Brian Cody. Yeah, um, and I suppose, Limerick, you, you got the sense, listening to Garot Hagerty's interview minutes after the match, John, that they're by no means done and dusted either. Um, you know, the age profile of the team, you take Nicky Quaid and Declan Hannon out of it, they're arguably entering their their, their prime. But you're dead right. You know, the, the, the Tommy Walsh, JJ, Henry, Eddie Brennan team, they're the benchmark. And, uh, you know, Limerick are on their coattails now with four and five years. You know, they, they, they win it next year, John. That matches the four in a row. And they're obviously heading for immortality after that. But, you know, I think the gap certainly closed this year. Um, you know, obviously, teams are working ever harder to 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 you know get to the levels that Limerick are, are, are at clear obviously we're very close in the Munster final you know Watford we know have been not that far away in closing the gap um, and obviously Kilkenny and Galway in the, the latter stages of the championship you know really put it up to Limerick and ask those ask those questions but yeah that Kilkenny team if, if those Limerick guys have have a target to aim at uh, they're it and you know even from John John Kiley's perspective um you know you could see the respect that himself and Cody had for each other, you know, when they they embraced after the game, and um, you know, I'm sure that, you know, maybe Kylie has uh, has 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 maybe some of Cody's targets um on his wall as well. So something worth striving for, which again is depressing from from a Clare or a Cork or a Tip perspective, uh, given how impressive Limerick were last weekend. And just to finish, Nicky, you've known Brian a long time. Um, you know, he's not going to be on the inter-county sideline anymore, but I'm sure he'll be involved heavily in hurling. And I, I suppose it's it's not that I don't expect much fanfare. I don't expect a big uh, interview, uh, you know, procession at Langton's about this uh, retirement from inter-county game. It's kind of been done quietly. And that's the way I'm sure Brian will probably want it. 
Well, the Kilkenny uh, Championships or League Championships at uh, the Junior started this weekend, but they're starting earnest next weekend. Ryan Cody will still be at all of those games, and I tell you what, he'll be at as well. He'll be wanting to. He'll be looking at the under eight scene, and uh, there might be an opportunity for Kilkenny County Board to just give him a give him a little job, maybe keeping an eye on uh, some of the, the structures around the place, and uh, maybe giving some advice on that as well. He, I'm sure he won't want to get fully involved, but I think he still has a has a lot to offer. He knows the under eight scene, even as the senior manager, he'll know very well who the up and coming players are uh, he's, he's very astute not because he was always watching who was coming down the line uh, for inclusion in the wider developmental squad because that have had a panel of about 40 and the thinking there is these lads might make it for a year or two but they need to understand the sort of discipline and uh, the sort of uh, work ethic required and the, and the physical exertions that are needed and the body building that, that needs to be done in terms of the whole physicality of the game as well he will have been working on that and I'm sure whoever his successor is as well will, will also need to because you can't just be thinking about uh, just the, the the season ahead, you have to be planning a bit for the future. Um, even you know Brian, obviously there was it was his call when he was going to go. Um, that may not be the case with uh, with whoever. Uh, follows them that we have to wait and see but but you do need to be have a vision for the future as well it can't be just uh, the year in question Mickey Brennan James O'Connor thanks so much for speaking about Brian Cody who stepped down today as Kilkenny Senior Hurling Boss we'll chat soon folks thank you thanks John 